This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, you know what time it is. Let's go. The Mac is back. A turnaround shot that rattled wide. Subban, one more try, deflected over the net, and the Pittsburgh Penguins again are the Stanley Cup champions. Chris Mack, a little toss. Here comes a gadget play. Randall L. He can throw. He was a quarterback in college. And he's thrown a touchdown to Heinz Ward in the Super Bowl. Bringing all his college plays. Barkley from inside his own five. Barkley with a lead. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley wins the opening kick. 97 yards. Touchdown, Nick Lions. You know an ego song. He's putting in an old VHS tape of Yarmir Yager. Yeah. Mm, there we go. He's yeah. the host of the BetQLU podcast every Mullet Thursday on YouTube. Oh, oh, baby. He's still playing. Chris, Yarmir Yager is still playing hockey, by the way. And every it, now and then you'll see a story pop up. It's wild. It's It almost hung up. They're, they're going to do finally do a, a jersey retirement ceremony with him here in Pittsburgh next month. It almost hung up actually getting that done before he was officially retired because they didn't want to do it while he was still playing. But eventually he relented and was like, well, I might play, you know, the odd game here and there as a 52 year old or whatever he is for the team he owns in the Czech Republic. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you retire my number. Okay. So (laughs) man, that mullet though, just epic. Is he actually 52? Like I have very little hockey knowledge. Like, is he actually Uh... that old? Because riddle He's, me this, I'm not a hockey gal, but it feels like 51. hockey is such be, a physical game. Uh, Isn't it a young person's February game? 15th. It is, but 52. here's the great thing, not to go off on a tangent about Yarmir Yager, but this guy will still work out after he plays a game. Like, he'll play a full hockey game, and he's done this since he was a kid. He'll play a full hockey game, and then he'll go work out for 90 minutes after the game. Like, people tell stories of waiting – like two hours after a game to get Yager's autograph in the parking lot. He still wasn't out yet because he was working out after playing a full game. And that's why he's in such great shape for a 51 year old guy. So he's a psychopath. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) Given his known gambling tendencies, that's probably not a reach. Oh, I need to look into this cat. I've heard of him. You'd love Yager, Chelsea. You'd love him. Come on. Come on into the player. hockey end of the pool. The water is warm. It's fine. Jenks I don't think I'm it is warm. I think it's pool. frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Minor detail. Minor. Particular about things. Chris, 
I guess we got to move to football since we do have some divisional round action on Saturday. Wanted to ask you about the Texans and Ravens and get your thoughts yeah. here because the Ravens are laying nine. And Double D says, don't shoot the messenger. Double D says, quote, Lamar Jackson is going to fold like a chair like he always does in the postseason. Is this an accurate statement from Double D? I would not expect it from Lamar this time around. I know his history in the playoffs is not great, um, but I, I look at this Baltimore team with the extra time off that they've had. I look at – now, maybe there's a little bit of rust to knock off as far as timing goes on the offensive side of the ball, but I do think that when you look at when you look at what Harbaugh has done in his years in Baltimore, off of a bye, he's 11-6 and six against the spread. Um, so Harbaugh off of a bye typically has his guys ready to go. Now that is not to say that I would lay nine, nine and a half on this thing. I think that number is where it is just to keep you from teasing it down past the three. So I do like Baltimore to win, but I do think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be uncomfortable. I think at times for Ravens fans, when they look up in the third quarter and the Ravens defense still hasn't forced C.J. Stroud into a mistake because that offense is built for him to avoid mistakes and the Ravens are having to kind of scratch and fight and claw their way to like a 24-20 victory or something like that, don't be surprised if that's the game script. Is there a possibility in there that the Ravens come out hot and aren't affected at all by the bye in a negative way by having to find that timing again on offense? Sure, but I would, if I'm betting on this one, I am betting Houston plus the nine and a half. I am as well. And it's not for the reason of Lamar Jackson. I just think it's faith in the Texans. Like this was, we talked about this. This was the line during the regular season, like the first of the year. I feel like this Texans team is loads better. Such a young team now with some experience under their belt. They're playing with house money. All of the pressure is on the Ravens in this one. But one last thing before we move on, Lamar Jackson it's still wild to me that he's only 27. Like, so you look at some of those playoff stats from like 2019, he was a young guy. Like, I keep thinking he's like 33, but he's just been in the league so long and he was so young when he got to the league that sometimes I think we forget that he is still a young guy with still a ton of playoff experience. Uh, so other games on the board this week, uh, which do you think – is the most bettable because I think all these kind of have their landmines or one that yeah. caught it kind of caught your eye and one that you like the most. I mean, Tampa getting almost a touchdown. Um, I understand they've been a different team on the road than they have been at home, but I, I look at the Lions secondary and it hasn't really shown the improvements necessary <laughs> down the stretch to give me any level of confidence. Tampa's secondary, although these are two bottom 10 defenses against the pass in the NFL for the totality of the season, Tampa's is much improved over the last two and a half months. Last 10 games, they've only given up an average of 223 passing yards per game. Um, and gone. they've only allowed more than 300, I think, twice in that 10-game stretch, including last week's game. So I trust Tampa's secondary much more than I trust the Lions' secondary. Uh, and so six and a half is too much for me. I, I think this could be a much better game. This might be the best game of the weekend. In fact, I think there's going to be a back and forth nature to it. Both teams are going to have to figure out how to find a balance against an opposing defense that is good against the run. And if they have trouble finding that balance, I'll be honest, it sounds crazy. I think I trust Baker Mayfield in a game where 
if both quarterbacks have to drop back 45 times because they can't get anything going on the ground, yeah, I think I trust Baker Mayfield over Jared Goff. I can't believe – I'm sorry. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the fact that I'm trusting Baker Mayfield at all. But look at the way he's played over the last six weeks, despite injuries as well in some cases. So I do like Tampa to keep it very close. We're talking with Chris Mackey, his host of the BetQLU podcast, which drops each and every Thursday on YouTube. Also host on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Yeah, let's get it in there. Host of Fourth Down in the Steel City, the podcast. Chris, I got to get your take on Chiefs and Bills. And I think this is so fascinating based on their history. And now the Buffalo finally gets Kansas City at home, which is what they've Mm -hmm. wanted for years now. So is this the Bills time not necessarily to win the AFC, but to finally beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Are you going with Mahomes as a dog? He's been really successful in a spot like this. I think I like the Bills because I do think it's I do think it's going to be another one of those instant classics that we get from the Chiefs and the Bills. Seemingly mm-hmm. every time they meet in the Mahomes and Allen eras, um, I think it's a, a field goal game. I think Buffalo is able to cover that field goal because what I saw from their defense last week, and again, we could talk about how was it against the Steelers offense, but that was a Steelers offense that had kind of found some things down the stretch. Even with Mason Rudolph, at quarterback, they had found some things. What the Bills secondary did, though, to the Steelers receivers was they just muscled them at the line of scrimmage, through their routes, to the top of their routes, and even sometimes beyond. They were very physical. This Bills secondary will muscle up on receivers. And for a set of wide receivers outside of Rasheed Rice, who is probably thinking not just, okay, got to get open, got to get open, got to make this cut, got to make that read, but also thinking, and then catch the ball. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for Mahomes to connect with anybody beyond maybe Kelsey and Rice. I don't think there's a lot of weapons for him to utilize right now. And I think Buffalo's defense, despite some injuries at inside linebacker, which may open up some things in the middle for both Kelsey and Rice and may give Pacheco a little bit of room in the run game. I I think they're going to have a hard time really getting consistently going. It's going to be again about the chiefs defense, which is what it's been about most of this season. And despite the absence of TJ Watt, that was still a pretty good Steelers defense out there on Monday. And you saw what Josh Allen's capable of doing. I I mean, not only can he put the ball exactly where it needs to be in the middle of the field for his tight ends, not only are his wide receivers catching the ball and then making things happen downfield, but oh, if everything else fails, I'll just take it myself and run half the length of the field. I think this is Josh Allen bills were, I don't want to say lucky, but almost fortunate in the way that they had to scratch and fight and claw for every last W down the stretch to stay in the conversation. They've been in that mindset for seemingly two months now, and I think that helps them, especially getting Mahomes on the road in Buffalo. So I like the Bills. He is Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast. Oh, man, I wanted to ask you very quickly. We'll throw it in very quickly. Do you have a feel on Packers, Niners? This is a tough one. My initial lean, and it's it, I would probably not lay the nine, nine and a half just because it's too much. Yeah. But I, my my feeling is the Packers run into a buzzsaw here. Uh, Shanahan, for what it's worth, looking up those numbers after the buy, not as good after a buy. Closer to five hundred against the spread after a buy. So that's something to consider. But I think I still lean San Francisco to cover most likely. Here's our guy, Chris Mack, for the BetQLU podcast. Check him out each and every day on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. Chris, we appreciate it. Thank you, bud. Thanks, guys. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.